Welcome to Red Zone DFS. It's 2022 NFL season time. It is August 24th, and we're here for the way too early week one DFS DraftKings pod. Vinny, Jim, you ready for the big year? We are back. We are back. Yes, I cannot wait. I started looking at pricing on DraftKings this morning and was getting super stoked. And uh, yeah, I'm fired up. Jim? Oh, Jim's muted. I don't know what's going on with Jim. Not a great start to the season, boys. <laughs> nope. Still can't hear you. Not sure what's going on there. But I'm stoked. Uh, I can see him. He's mouthing something. He looks excited. Uh, but yeah, man, feels so good to be back. All right. Jim's out, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I'm here. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right. We got a little action. Okay. I'm here. There we go. All right. There he is. Jim, you're back. Welcome back. All right. Sorry for the delay, everybody. But well, I didn't really do anything different, but uh, <laughs> it just decided to uh, to work, I guess, this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, definitely think there's going to be a lot of interesting games, especially week one. Uh, I've been doing a lot of best balls, uh, as you might have guessed, uh, and I'm ready to go for that. So once that kind of closes up, uh, week one gets fired up, and it's going to be a fantastic week one, I think. So we're here to kind of take a very early look into that, and hopefully uh, a lot of people don't blow out their knees this week, and uh, we'll be okay. Yeah, this is the one you got to worry about, right? Like, a lot of people are going to be playing, like, starters for, like, a half. And this is where you, yeah. like, ultimately hold your breath just hoping, like, we've made it this far. We've made it a whole month. Like, please, God, just get out so, of here. Okay. So one one thing to keep in mind is that I took a look at the calendar, and there is 16 full days. If your team plays on Thursday, tomorrow night, if you're listening, or tonight, if whatever day you're listening – there's 16 full days, and the 17th day is the Sunday of opening Sunday. So right. if if there's a little hamstring tweak or someone's got like a stinger or some little shoulder thing, any sort of little teeny injuries or tweaks should just be fine. Uh, you know, we just need to avoid the old, you know, hammy snap, knee, knee just Achilles. blow up, uh, Achilles snap, you know, the old Judge Smales. Yeah. Uh, we, we just need to uh, avoid that, and I think we'll be okay. Word. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, how we're going to do this today, just like our normal podcast, we're going to go position by position. Give uh, We're going to talk about some of the top-tier guys, mid-tier, low-tier at every position, and uh, there's a lot of good deals out there. Week one, we know what guys' prices are going to be as the weeks go on. There's a lot of cheap guys. We can, have, we can build some pretty nasty lineups. So let's start off at quarterback. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking matchups as well. Vinny, let's start with you at the top. Who's your top quarterback? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sticking with Mahomes. I, I do think, you know, looking at it, obviously we're way before ownership or way before any of those things. But I think looking at it, I think one, a lot of people were going to shy away from him a little bit here uh, because he's the top price guy. Um, like you said, there's a ton of value on the slate, but his weapons are so cheap. Uh, in week one, you know, I think you can get really weird with that stack. And, you know, that game against Arizona is projected is going to be one of the games that people are going to gravitate to. So 
I'm not afraid to play Mahomes. Like he's still going to huck and chuck. It's just now it's going to be a little bit more difficult to figure out who to pair him with outside of Kelsey, but I'm playing him. Like, I, I don't care. I hope his ownership's down a little bit. So I have so, no problem going up. So I I actually think it makes it a little easier because last year when Tyreek Hill, Hill was there, it was like, well, you know, do we play Kelsey? Do we play Hill? They're usually both priced up. Do you know? Do we play yeah. all all of them together, and then like the rest of our team is shit? Or like I mean, you, what, had, you, know, you had like all three of them in the eight Ks at sometimes, and it was like really tough to build a good team if you had all yeah, three he, of those guys. You have Mahomes at like seventy eight hundred. You had Kelsey at eighty seven hundred, and you had Hill at like eighty two hundred. And you're like, okay, well, I can jam all these guys into a lineup. But unless yeah. I have a massive amount of value, it's going to be really tough. Now, this this year, uh, I mean, I think it's just one of those things we talked a lot about last year, just like don't overthink it. I think that's a classic, like week one, everyone's going to be like, whoa, whoa, let's try and play this guy and let's yeah. play this guy and let's play Marcus Mariota and like all this other weird shit. It's just like just play Mahomes and Kelsey and move on. Yep. Yeah. That's a good on call. Top of Joe, that, who, who do you like? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get a little weird, I think, because no one's talking about this, but it's Jalen Hurts. 6,800, <laughs> I know he's towards the top, but at 6,800, absolutely, right? With his running efficiency with the passing, right, he's going to rack up a lot of points. The Eagles probably have the top offensive line going into the league this year. Yeah, I think with Miles Sanders, right, you can even do a quarterback running back stack with that Eagles team. I think Jalen Hurts is a lock against Detroit to get at least 25 points. He's going to get us the value. I don't know about stacking options, but, you know, he's good for at least two or three touchdowns, whether it's through the air or on the ground. So Jalen Hurts is definitely my guy. It just seems like he's priced to the top, but 6,800 is not much. But it is a good matchup, and, it, it, I mean, he's got the weapons. Like, he's he's yeah. primed and set up to have an amazing season. Uh, week one, I'm with you. I'm curious to see what his ownership's going to look like here in week one because uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate that way, but I like that call. Thank you, Jim. So, so, so if we're if we're talking guys up top, I'm actually going to go on the other side of the Chiefs game to Kyler Murray. Um, mm. I like him because specifically because I can play Kelsey, and then all of his options that week are going to be pretty inexpensive. We've got no nuke, so no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks. Uh, I'm really, really high on Rondale Moore. Uh, so, you know, I like to pair him. Um, you know, there, there's a few other guys, too, that you can pair. You can play Murray and Connor. You can play, you know, I personally, the stack that I'm going to go with, if I'm going to play Murray, is going to be Murray, Moore, and Ertz. So I can do a double, double tight end stack. Uh, really yeah. like that option. So if I'm going up to the top of the board, saves me a little bit of money. Um, and a guy that, you know, who knows about ownership right now? I don't really care, but that's a guy that, you know, both sides of that game, you know, I think that they're going to be losing. Um, they're going to have to be throwing to come back. Uh, so Kyler Murray, if I'm going up to the top of the board for quarterbacks is my guy who I'm going to pay up for. Yeah, I like it just because it's Kyler. I am not on the Cardinals this year. I think they're going to have a very down year overall. But just like you said, Jim, they're going to be playing from behind and Kyler's going to have to do some magic. So that's great. The, o- the other thing, too, is like early on, the Cardinals always come out hot. And it's just because that offense is tough to get up to speed with, like the conditioning of players. Like they play fast pace. They spread it out. Like 
that's where Kyler can do his damage, you know? So, and he's healthy, right? So I'm with, I'm with you on that. But like at the same time, if you're going to play Kyler, it's early in the year for sure. Yeah. Right, and I mean, so. I, Let's go. I, I'm with, go I'm with you too, Joey. I don't, I don't think like the Cardinals from a win loss perspective are going to be very good, but I think Kyler on a week to week basis and some of these shootout games, like against the chiefs uh, is going to be a good one to target. Yeah. I like it. Let's go to the mid range. And that's going to, since I picked Jalen hurts, uh, We'll just use Deshaun Watson's little uh, character there as our marking point. So below Deshaun Watson on the DraftKings list at 6,400, let's go mid-range. Vinny. Man, I, there's a few guys I like down here that I think would be pretty sneaky, one of them being uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Bastard. You've got Kirk at home here, which I really like. If he was on the road, I wouldn't love it as much. He's got a new like offense. That? A new offensive-minded coach, so that old curmudgeon's out, you know, in Minnesota – Dude, and Bobby. the Vikings defense is atrocious. They're going to give up so many points. Roger should it's score. very bad. Um, yeah, and he's got very clear weapons, right? Like we always talk about in fantasy and DFS, like obviously Jefferson's there. You've got Thielen. You know, you could go Osborne. And then our boy Irv is back. You know, the Big official Herb. podcast of Irv Smith Jr. So Big Irv. I, I think Green Bay's strength is very much in the, you know, stopping the run. You know, they've got yeah. good corners. But I don't know. I think this is a pretty good sneaky matchup for Minnesota um, at home to open the year. I like it. All right. Uh, if, I, if I'm going down in that mid-range, um, I mean, I don't know what we're classifying as mid-range, but – Below Middle Deshaun low. Watson. Yeah, okay. we're just going below. So, so, so I'm going to play major revenge narrative, and I'm going to go the guy that, you know, he might be a little higher on, but his passing assets are not going to be, and he's going to be paired with maybe the most dynamic running back in all of football. And the guy, I hate him. I can't stand him. But Baker Mayfield versus Cleveland oh, Browns. Wow. I'm going all in on Baker. Uh, 5,300. He's going to get the volume. I, you know, I don't, I think his projection is kind of a joke. His base projection is 15 points. Like it's going to score more than 15 points. I'm sorry that the, the Browns line is too good for them to just line up and run McCaffrey a whole bunch and having McCaffrey healthy really, really helps Baker Mayfield because he can score touchdowns on those little dump offs in the, in the red zone to McCaffrey. So I think especially if you're playing like a larger field single entry or like a big three max, uh, Baker Mayfield is the guy that I am probably going to have quite a bit of um, just because the other cheap guy, I think might be the highest owned guy of the week that week. So I'm going to pivot off of uh, Daniel Jones, who I think everyone's going to go after week one because he's just too cheap. Uh, and I'll play Baker Mayfield. I like the reasoning. It's Joe Cool Burrow. I mean, the guy is the man. We all know that. There's no, you know, he just got an appendectomy. There's no Joe Burrow I like better than a Joe Burrow after a surgery or something like epic happens to him. Yeah, like he's, the guy, he's lighter. Like he's going to be more aerodynamic out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. He's going to process food maybe a little bit quicker. I mean, <laughs> no, dude. Joe Burrow, right? I mean, he's got all the weapons. I don't think the Steelers are going to be great. I mean, they're going to have a team that's a little more disciplined than most teams in the NFL, but they're not this team that's going to destroy anybody in right. any way. And the Bengals offense is electric and they've only improved their offensive line. Joe Burrow at 6,400 is, I looked at that and I was really surprised. Well, like, why is he so, so cheap? He's going to be a top player. 
Totally. Why is it so right? cheap? He's, he's got that Q next to his name, right? People don't like playing as the Steelers for some weird reason, but I don't see the Steelers being a force by any means this year, just like last year. I mean, they've got so, the pass rush that's great, but outside of that, dude, who the like hell is going to match up Jamar Chase? And the Bengals improved their offensive line to a top 10 offensive line in the league where Joe Burrow was doing what he was doing last year with one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Yeah. Well, it's and it's and it's not only that, like whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or whoever the hell the Steelers are gonna trot out there quarterback, like they are gonna get a lot of short fields. Like there's gonna be turnovers in this game. So the opportunity for them to score touchdowns is gonna be really high. Like Burrow may not throw for 500 yards like some of those wild games, but like four touchdowns for like 226 yards is certainly not out of the realm of possibility for him. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a good call just because like it's very very possible this is the lowest we see Burrow price wise all year. And yes, he's no, just no, there's, there's no who, doubt in that. There's no just, doubt in that at all. It is just going to be an off. Be. It's just going to be an offense that we end up playing every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like matchup. I mean, like we look at like a Kirk Cousins right at 6100. He's always going to be there. He's going to be yeah. between 6,100 and 65 the entire season. Joe Burrow's yeah. going to get himself up into the high 7Ks in a couple weeks. I think yep. so, too. All cool. right, let's go low. Let's go. This is some maybe sleeper people. I know Jimmy already kind of jumped the gun on this, and I'm sure he has another. But Vinny, who's one. one of your low guys? Oh, I know you do. Uh, dude, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't love really much down here, to be totally oh, honest. Let me go, like, then. Let me go, then. Go, take it. All right, it's Matt <laughs> Ryan. I mean – Dude, Matt Ryan with the Colts, he actually has a team around him for once. Again, he's not in that same situation as Burrow here. He's going against the Texans, a really bad team. They're going to have a lot of potential points, a lot of short fields. They're going to have a tight run game. Um, I think Michael Pittman is going to be a beast this year. So I I think Matt Ryan's an absolute home run at 5,500. He's not going to raise up too high in his price throughout the year, but he's going to be a low 6K, mid 6K guy the rest of the season. Yeah. He's going against the Texans. I mean, we're, we're going to get into it, obviously, in like our more thorough week one, you know, actual stacking show and stuff in a couple of weeks. But I just get nervous. Can Matt Ryan keep pace with Mahomes, Kyler, Herbert, these guys? If those games go bonkers, like, can you still take down a GPP with that? You know? Yeah. A 5,500 so. quarterback that can potentially throw three touchdowns? Absolutely. If yeah. he's going to continue, I mean, if he's going to continue, I mean, they have Naheem Hines, who might be the second best receiver on that team, who's going to play a ton. They're going to play him out of the slot. They're going to play him and Jonathan Taylor together. You know, yeah. I, I mean, at, at 5,500, I mean, I just think that, you know, Matt Ryan being priced the same as Carson Wentz is just is laughable, really. Yeah. Like on on mm-hmm. the team that he has, they're going up against Houston. Totally. I love you, – you have great runback options if you play a Ryan – you could even just say fuck it and play Ryan, JT, and Michael Pittman, and you could run it back mm-hmm. with Cooks and then just call it a day. Totally. Right? You could you could play Brevin Jordan on the way back. Like, there's a lot of different people you could play. Uh, and I mean, I like to call Joe. It's just it's it's too he's priced less than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like what, you can't what, you can't what, possibly what like anybody about else here? down that low. And I just feel like when I think of the Colts offense about? this year, they're going to be dominating. You know, yeah. not like through the yeah. air, not this massive passing attack, but in general, just dominating games, you know, on the offense because Jonathan Taylor, the offense line, and they actually have a quarterback that can complete passes and move the ball on third downs. And we talked so this about, is a team that's going to get themselves in the red zone constantly. And we talked about the weird pricing thing for week one. Michael Pittman's also only 5,500. Yeah, that's true. That, it's going to be a very cheap stack there. 
no doubt. So, you can't be anybody else you like down there, right? What are you talking about? On the other side of that guy, <laughs> the goat, the neck, Davis Mills, Davis baby. Mills. fucking neck. <laughs> I, I dude, mean, Texans are I not did. afraid to throw, man. They they're, proved they're it last year. They're gonna have year. to. They so so he's. I uh, like that more than the other side. Yeah, I mean, you could play a, e- yeah. either one of them. I mean, I, yeah, I like Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think Brevin Jordan is a name that a lot of people are sleeping on and don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, but he's going to become one of the most prolific touchdown making tight ends in the league yeah. this year, just through volume. Right. They don't really have anybody else there. They have Nico Collins, which is okay. They brought John Mechie the third in, who unfortunately has leukemia, so he's out for this mm. year. You know, there's a I few people, but I, I, think I mean, that, I think that's the way you go if you're going to do this game. You almost go Davis Mills, Cooks, and then bring it back with Pittman and JT. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could do that. You know, 100%. Yeah, I, I like to yeah. have two different lineups with both of those flips. You yeah. know, yes. like because I think that game can get really weird with a lot of points, and you need guys you know that are low priced like that. Yes, totally. All right, let's go All down right. to running backs. We're done with the quarterbacks out of the uh, the dumpster there. All Jimmy, right. I'll let you lead this one off. Who's your top running back this week? Well, uh, we kind of talked. We talked about it a little bit, or we didn't talk about it. I'm sorry. Uh, Austin Eckler at 8200. Um, it's playing the Raiders. The Raiders for the last seems like the last 20 years have never been able to figure out how to defend pass catching running backs, and I don't know if it's the personnel that they constantly have. Now, they've been through several different regimes, but for $8,200, the same reasons why I like Christian McCaffrey, I like Austin Eckler, and he's $300 cheaper, again, in, in a higher-paced game. I talked about, you know, one of the reasons why I named three of the AFC West quarterbacks as my, you know, top, top 10 quarterbacks to target in best ball is because all of these AFC West games, all of their defenses suck. And they're all going to be high-paced, high-scoring. Raiders and Chargers both are going to run a ton of plays. Austin Eckler, I'm not worried about Isaiah Spiller or whoever. I don't care if he only gets 70% of the carries. For week one, but look, for the price everyone, point, All the running backs are going to get 70% or less carries in week yeah. one. No 100%. coach is going to throw their running back out there full time in week one. So we have to get weird and find guys that are going to catch the ball. Well, some might. Maybe but... Matt Rule, because if he doesn't win, he's <laughs> so, literally fired. You, so. you just you just stole, yeah, you just stole my talking yeah. point on why yeah. I like Christian McCaffrey. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, you understand my point that like I I I just Austin Eckler, the amount of catches he's gonna get. We're we're talking about DraftKings, it's PPR. Uh, if we're going up to the upper tiers, he's my guy week one. All right. And Vinny, you're going McCaffrey, I'm assuming. Yeah. I just like it. And the fact that like, obviously they've been very careful with them all off season and through training camp here, like to Jim, just like literally my talking point right out of my mouth was Matt rule has zero room for error here. If they get out to a slow start, he's gone by Thanksgiving. Yeah. He just no doubt about it. David Tepper is not going to like sit through another like horrible season. He will launch him <laughs> out of that stadium so fast. So I don't see any reason why they're going to limit seeing uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like he's going to see a ton of touches. Um, 
I think you're going to see a similar playbook to like what Baker did in Cleveland, right? Where they rode the running game. Um, Christian McCaffrey's going to get a ton of targets from Baker. Um, I also like the fact that like Cleveland's pass rush is pretty solid. Like that means Baker's got to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick. Like yep. they talked about using McCaffrey in the slot. Like, dude, he's going to see the rock a lot early yep. on. Um, Cause I just don't think they have the luxury of like taking it easy and like, you know, easing them into the season. There's just no way they can survive that way. So. Oh, no, not uh, at all. I agree. You know, and again, he's going to remind people again, why PPR, especially on DraftKings, like he was a must play lock, no matter how expensive he got a couple oh, of years. He's going to so, be, he got to 11 K sometimes, right? Yeah. I well, mean, and here's, here's 500. That's ridiculous. And here's the other thing too. Once he starts rolling again this year, everyone's going to own him. Yeah. Everyone is going to play him, right? I talked about this in my best ball. You can't play to lose. You can't yeah. play for the you safe play thing. to win the game. <laughs> 100%. And week one, while everyone is still tepid about like, oh, he really fucked me last year. He's going to be hurt. Like, who cares? Just go yeah. balls to the wall and play this guy in a ton of lineups. Get all kinds of leverage on the field. They're going to be playing from behind most likely. He's going to, even if he only plays, you know, 85 to 80% of the snaps, he's going to have 10 targets, right? Yeah. He's going to have 10 targets. He's probably going to have 15 to 16 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown, and he's probably going to catch a touchdown, right? And then if he catches two, then, I mean, now you're just at smash territory. So yeah. I think – I think he's got – I mean, if you're looking at the projections right now, the ceiling projections, he's only one point behind Jonathan Taylor on the expected projected ceiling of all the running backs on the slate. So now there I, you go. I, I will tell you, like, early in the season, especially this week one, I will be playing a majority of my lineups with double barrel, like, going up at running back. Like, because I want the volume and, oh, I, want the known, and yeah. I want the known commodities up there. One hundred percent. There's plenty of stacks that I can get weird and I can get different if the chalk's there or I need salary savings. There's so many receivers we'll kind of touch on here, but I there's the majority of my lineups will have like CMC JT or CMC Eckler or Henry Taylor or whatever. You know, like I'm just gonna double barrel it and ride it. So well, you're yep. you're missing someone that I think my top guy is Alvin Kamara until he gets suspended. Yeah. Whenever that's gonna be. I love it. And it might not happen, right? So he's, Dennis he, so Allen yeah, Dennis Allen's the is running the show there, right? I mean, you got Jameis, possibly Andy Dalton week one, depending on Jameis's health. I think Ingram now is dust at this point. There's no way they're riding Ingram like um or Taysom Hill like Sean Payton was doing, right? So I think Kamara is gonna get a heavier workload. I think he's gonna be a bigger part of this offense and a bigger part of the past game, especially dump offs if Jameis is hucking and chucking it all the time. Yeah, Kamara's gonna have Kamara's gonna have a lot of room to run, and the Atlanta Falcons. Everyone's like, "Oh, they might get weird this year, whatever." No, yeah, their offense terrible. might get a little weird, you know, like the Cardinals a couple of years ago. But no, they're terrible. I think they were like 20th or 29th against the run, and they came right out and drafted a receiver at their first pick. It's like, guys. yeah. So Kamara at 7600, that is wildly low. There's a lot of guys low, which we'll get to here. But I'm with yeah. you, Joe. I like that play a lot. Yeah, I mean, I it's so. On on the subject of his suspension, it sounds like the case isn't going to be decided until near the end of the season. Um, it keeps getting pushed back, so he's not going to get suspended this year. 
Apparently, uh, the video evidence of him stomping someone out is not enough. So not we're enough. gonna well, we're gonna see a full dose of Camaro here. Well, he punched he punched him in the elevator. I thought thought he punched. Oh yeah, in the elevator. Right. Yeah, he punched. I but thought that was Dream Hunt, the elevator, and Ray Rice. Well, there's been a <laughs> lot of elevators. Maybe, elevator. maybe these running backs. Maybe these running backs should avoid elevators. Well, I think every, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad call. It, you it's know. running backs. So, it's three running backs <laughs> in the last well, decade. <laughs> that and like if if you're drunk and like pissed off, maybe just take the stairs. Uh, yeah, I don't know cool if there's many cameras bit. around the stair area. Yeah, go cool off. Right? I, I feel like we're gonna see that as like a Dan Campbell talking point in the final like uh, hard knocks here. Like, hey, Swift, like take the stairs, buddy. Take the stairs. <laughs> Guys. He's like, why, coach? Just, just, just listen take, to me. Just take the just, stairs. Just take the stairs, man. Just just do it. Okay? Just do it. <laughs> don't don't ask why. Just do it. Yeah. I love him so much, dude. But yeah, be- below Camara, where are you going, Jim? Who's your like favorite favorite in the like sixes? Let's say the sixes, I guess. So a guy that I'm gonna play a whole hell of a lot this year. I don't care that the other running back on this team is going to get a lot of play. This is another case where they're going to be on the field a lot together. And that's Aaron Jones, 6,700. Um, there's, there's a loss of Devonte Adams and there's a lot of touchdowns that it's going to be near impossible to replace, but even 80%, even 60% of those touchdowns have to go somewhere. Those are passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Green Bay. Let, let's make no mistake. Everyone is all falling in love with A.J. Dillon. That's great. He's going to get some goal line work. He's going to be on the field. But Aaron Jones is going to be on the field simultaneously with him, specifically for the passing game. Until Aaron Rodgers is no longer there, Green Bay will never be a run-first team. And I and I don't care how many people want it to happen. At 6,700, for a guy who's going to get that much work in the passing game, in a game that we all think here, I think, is, is going to be pretty high scoring. Uh, he has a chance, for me, in my opinion, to be the highest scoring running back of week one from that 6,700 spot. Yeah, I love call. it. Aaron Jones is always my uh, first running back I usually take in fantasy the last two years. Like That guy, he's going to get a ton of volume. Yeah. Uh, my mid-range guy, yeah, I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. Um the Lions offensive line is really improved. I try not to base anything off hard knocks, but the fact that they're not showing any DeAndre Swift and they're showing Jamal Williams getting all emotional and being like I a love smart it. plug of the team. I love it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think Jamal Williams knows that he has lost any chance of getting real carries. And he's just now, okay, I got to be the veteran leader of this team to stay on the team. Yeah. So I think DeAndre Swift is going to be the absolute bell cow. I think Dan Campbell is going to challenge him. He's a player. He doesn't want to split carries with the running backs. And, again, they have a dominant offensive line. I think Swift is, as long as he stays healthy, which is week one, he's going to be an absolute monster. Yep. And I, I in this area, like the one guy – Well, look at who his coach is, too. Exactly. Yeah. They're building their team around offense and defensive line and running the ball. And Jared Goff don't turn the ball over. That's yeah. literally their whole offense. So I think Swift's going to get a ton of, <laughs> ton of carries. For sure. And I think in the 6K range, I mean, I'm definitely playing a lot of Najee. Like, he's he's just going to continue to get massive volume for Pittsburgh. And he's going to be involved both in the passing game and the running game. I know the offensive line has its problems, and people have a lot of concerns about it. But this is a guy who's going to get 25 to 30 touches week one. You know, and I, I know they're not trying to rely on Mitch Trubisky or – 
definitely not Kenny Pickett if he ends up starting this game. So um, I think he's someone that you could very easily see get 10, 12 targets in the passing game week one. Um, right there alone puts him in – he should be in the 7K range, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, Najee in the mix. I just got – on it. I, I love the Najee pick, Vin. I just think they're going to be getting worked. And that's fine. And, he, you know, he, I just don't think he's going to get as much as we think. And their offensive line did not approve from last year. I mean, that's fine. And dude. now they have young quarterbacks that really can't, you know, Ben Roethlisberger kept yeah. it afloat. No, that's quick totally- passing, right? Getting rid of the ball. I think they're going to be in a heap of trouble this year on offense. And that's fine. I, I just think he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game too, you know? So, all right. Drop Fuck it down. Najee Harris. <laughs> Fuck Is he your Najee guy? You're, never, you're not going to play this year. I, I don't know if I've drafted him in one best ball. And I, I don't I don't know if I can bring myself to even like ever roster the guy ever again. Yeah. Like that ever. Sucks. Yeah. You know? If anyone does not remember, should we recap that? <laughs> yeah. No, look, the, uh, long long story short is the Steelers if you still won that, the game. <laughs> Steelers still won the game last year. Najee Harris, if he just slides down, I have an extra seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in my pocket. But at the end of the day, I only won 250. So I can't bitch too much, but still I can go on the record and say, fuck you. <laughs> Should have slid. Anyways, uh, below 6,000, uh, where are we going? Let's just go like one guy each below 6K you're kind of in on. Joe? I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson uh, for our Redskins, our beloved Redskins. Dude, that's going to have like 0% ownership. Yeah, he, just, you, you could win the week with getting that. the ball. Who, who else is getting the ball? And you got Carson Robinson, Wentz, right? Talk about the maximum balanced offense that they're going to try to run. They're not going to be a pass yeah. first team. They're going to try their best to rely on the defense. I think Gibson's going to get 20 plus carries, potential touchdown opportunities, 5,900. I just think it's way too cheap. You're going to get uh, value on that real quick. Okay. Vinny. Jimbo. Well, uh, I, 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 I'll, call, I'll just call it out. Like I think Eli, Elijah Mitchell's you know, like a home run play week one. Uh, Jim dropped off there. Not sure what happened. Probably took his pick. But Elijah Mitchell, I mean, he's going to be like, he is going to be the bell cow in San Francisco as long as he's healthy. Like 100%. Uh, I talked about this on my running back preview a few episodes back. So go back and listen. The Niners, he is the number one back there. And they are going to ease Trey Lance into the mix and ride him as much as humanly possible to not put Lance into harm's way. So, Elijah Mitchell week one is going to be going against a terrible Bears team. Um, I don't see any reason why if he's playing and suited up and healthy, Elijah Mitchell might be one of the best plays in week one. Like he is the he is going to be the guy at San Francisco. So, yeah, play Elijah yeah. Mitchell. No, I agree. I so think it's I'll, a lock play. So, my guy is somebody that week one while he's healthy. He hasn't been playing in the whole preseason. Cordero Patterson. Whoa. They're treating him like they're running back one. They don't have anybody else. The running back two I, is a fourth round pick, which I really like Algiers, but he's not going to be their guy to start the season. Not I, at all. He was he, he was running he was running with the third team the other day. Like I just yeah, don't no, know if he's, he's picking ready. up the offense. Like I, I like him as a player. And I know early everyone was taking him in a bunch of best balls, but at 5,800, for the same reason that we talked about Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey, is the receiving upside. 
you've got Kyle Pitts, and then you've got <laughs> Brian Edwards now, who, and Drake London, who's hurt, who's a rookie. Like, the ball's going to have to be thrown somewhere. And now you've got Marcus Mariota, right, who, you know, we haven't seen him play in a few years. But I think that instead of taking sacks, instead of throwing interceptions, he's just going to take the easy dump off to Cordero more often than not. So 5,800 Cordero Patterson might be some guy, a guy that I might have like 80 to 85% come week one. I agree. And Mariota, right, with the running quarterback aspect, and he's going to be running the ball because that offense is going to have to, right? But they're going to have to allocate somebody to Mariota, which is going to give Cordero Patterson more room to breathe through the linebackers, right? Little yep. dump offs, things like that. I mean, he has opportunities to explode in that offense. Just how weird yep. that offense is going to get. Yep. Yeah. All right. The other person I just wanted to mention real quick for one of the receivers is I I want to like Miles Sanders, but I'm terrified of Kenneth Gainwell. No, so. I think you're safe, dude. He's the guy there. Like they ta- they talked about it. If he's healthy and going to play, I do I, just I, think I, that I have, I have Miles Sanders on my list as well. Forty six hundred. What is he? Fifty four hundred. Forty six hundred. So like I would rather play Michael Carter at fifty one hundred than that. I just it's a three headed monster. And all three guys are going to get equal carries, and I mean, I, yeah. there, there's going to be there's going to be two to three weeks this year where where Miles Sanders or Kenneth Gainwell just go off, right? Yeah, it, you're just going to have to hit one of those weeks. But like we talked about earlier, you can't play to lose; we yeah. have to play to win, right? So we're not we're not doing conservative cash game stuff here. So I think that Miles Sanders Joe is like the perfect GPP play. Yes. Because start throw absolutely. He, I he I mean he's one of those guys that he doesn't need 16 carries to to break the slate. He needs maybe eight to nine carries, two of them being touchdowns, and maybe he catches a touchdown. Right, and right he's, there you've got almost 30 points at 5400. That's actually a pretty sneaky one. I'm gonna, I'm mo- gonna mo- most. I just likely. really. Lo- I really Most, love the Eagles offensive line. Like they legitimately have the best offensive line of football with probably the best offensive line coach in football. Like that, other, thing, I just think that run game is going to be insane. It the other thing you have monster, to remember it's too to explode. is just keep in mind, like, again, we're too, we're too early on this, but if the, if Philly and Hertz and them become mega chalk, he becomes insane leverage off that chalk. Right. So, yep. you know, they could drive down the field five straight times and he could punch three of those in from the goal line. And all of a sudden, the whole like everyone's eagle stacks are destroyed for that day. So, well, and then you have to start looking at like the type of back that he is too. He's very yeah. quick. He's going to catch passes. Detroit's Detroit's linebacking core. I mean, their their main middle linebacker is Anzalone, and he's just like big kind of run stuffer type guy. And that's not what the Eagles do. They 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 attack the edges. Now I get that Aiden Hutchinson. We've seen a lot of him on Hard Knocks. He looks pretty fucking good, right? But they're going to game plan for it. So, I mean, I really think that – I mean, that's a good one, Joe. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to rip through receivers here pretty quick because there's yeah, about 900 are always guys a bunch that of, are Yeah, cheap. there's 900 dudes and they're all dart throws. Um, so, let's just pick one of your guys you think is totally mispriced and you want to take advantage of that. So, anywhere on the board here. Um, is anyone ready right now for that? Uh, I mean, we talked about him. I'll, I'll just talk about the obvious ones. So, we talked about him earlier. Michael Pittman at 5,500, who's literally going to get 30% of the target share. Um, uh, he, he just has tremendous upside. 
He's got the highest ceiling projection out of any wide receiver on the slate outside of Justin Jefferson. And at 5,500, even if he's chalk, I'll get weird elsewhere. What about you guys? Um, my guy's right there with you in that same price range. It's Alan Lazard. I mean, Rodgers makes every receiver he has better. Lazard yep. has about three years of rapport. That's his most trusted receiver on the core, right? I mean, he's got Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, like whatever. They're both piles of dust. Alan yep. Lazard's going to be the guy that is the most explosive threat for him. And I can see him getting eight-plus catches and hopefully bringing in a touchdown. I think oh, I one can. guy that I'm not stacking this team, this is going to be my, like, red-hot one-off two weeks out that I'm, like, I just have to do it. He's a zero, or he potentially could put up 40 points, is Tyreek. He's 6,800. He Like, this is still a guy – dude, half of his touchdowns come from, like, buck screens, like two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like, there is nobody that can run with him in the league, you know? And I, I just got to imagine Miami, new system, new regime. Like they're going to find a way to get him the ball um, against the Patriots. And I'm just curious to see how that plays out because that's a guy we talk about week one that like I think has insane slate breaking upside. I don't know how it's going to happen or how it's going to look, but he's still Tyree Kill. You know yeah. what I mean? So One I of think the easiest picks to me. Oh, yeah, we're still talking Tyreek. No, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, let's move on from that criminal. Um, to the non-criminal, hey. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, 5,400. Coming off an injury, he's going to go low on. We just talked about Minnesota's going to have to throw the ball like crazy. Kirk Cousins, the first half, you're going to be, like, pissed off that you played this stack. Second half, <laughs> it's going to explode. And that Minnesota stack is going to just – it's going to destroy. And they got the late slate, 125, right? So I, I love the Thielen Cousins. Stack. The hammer. I mean, it just, it's just calling our names with our so, so, yeah, I mean, look, there is a legitimate thing for, for red zone targets and Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins. He, I mean, he just looks for him in the short yardage in the red zone. So I like that pick. Uh, my other pick, I mentioned that we were talking about quarterbacks um, at $4,000, Rondale Moore. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he's, he shouldn't be priced at $4,000. He's priced next to Braxton Berrios, Alec Pierce. I'll give you a dollar if you can name what, what team Alec Pierce is on. LaVisca <laughs> Chenault, Cedric Wilson, and Olmid Zacchaeus are guys he's priced around. Yeah. He has a ceiling projection of over 27 points. So, and I think even at 4,000, you know, he's not going to kill you, right? He's yeah. get, he's going to get 10 to 12 points. Uh, and I mean, all that is is five catches for 80 yards and he's at 13 right there. And I, with no, with, with AJ green, no Hopkins, no Kirk anymore, he's going to have to be a part of the offense and they've Kingsbury's already talked about like, look, we need to get Rondell more involved. He he understands the offense better this year. He's going to be on the field all of the time, right? This I'll whole go lower four, this whole four and five k range is like loaded. my whole walk range of receivers. Loaded. Right? This is like you said earlier, Vinny. We can double barrel the running backs. Yeah, this is why, dude. I'm going all the way in these four k's and be like, yeah, I have I see a ton of upside through a ton of these guys There's as I'm going through them. There's two guys below that in the threes that like I absolutely love. One of them is Josh Palmer for the Chargers. Yeah, he's absolutely locked in as the three number three receiver there. Like 
in a game against the Raiders that probably should shoot out a little bit here. The Raiders corners are not good. Um, they're going to have to put all the focus on, uh, on Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, like Josh Palmer at 3,800. Like it's insane. Yeah. So I mean, there's, the, there's two guys at the, at the dead men that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a dart at a guy. We know he's going to have this massive injury at some point early in the season, but while he's healthy, it's Paris Campbell for the Colts. The guy like doesn't play. He plays like two games a season, but he explodes. He is <laughs> lightning fast. He is like a four-two speed. He's a he's one of those guys. He's an absolute freak on the field, but he is constantly tearing an Achilles or tearing an ACL or something. But Paris Campbell's a beast, and he is going off in camp again. Right. I think he can be a great week one person and ride him until he's gone because he's not going to make yeah. it through the season. But for one week at 3,300, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan. Yeah. So my, my two dead yeah. men guys are Wandale Robinson and Romeo Dubes. Um, yeah. Dubes is where Christian, Christian Watson, Rogers, and LaFleur have been vocal that, you know, he just is not picking up the offense. Quite as quickly. We missed Dubes, him for three weeks, you know. I know. Dubes is. And yeah. he is going to be a guy that is a bigger – he's a little bit bigger of a body. He can be a red zone threat. And right away, the man over your right shoulder, you know, who's probably microdosing right now, has already built a really good rapport with him, right? He talks yeah. about him. You know, Randall Cobb was even talking about him. Like, hey, man, like – this is a serious wide receiver room and there's no bullshit here. And this guy comes in and, and is already understanding our schemes and where to go. I mean, the guy caught, I know he played at UNR, but he caught 11 touchdowns last year in college. That's a lot for a team that spreads the ball around a lot in UNR. So, yeah, he's sit, sitting there having some matcha tea with, with Rodgers watching game film. Wandale like, Robinson is going to be like the sexy name and he has been. I um, loved him in college, so uh, I, I mean, hope look, he gets an up. He's 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 most likely going to be the second wide receiver. Um, Colin Johnson, who is actually battling for some some of that time, tore his Achilles today, I believe. Um, yeah. So he's a, he's like a third year guy. Wandale's going to be on the field seventy percent of the snaps, uh, but he just might be a little bit more highly owned. But yeah. Dubes Dubes at three thousand. Easy. Yeah, the only other guy that I'll mention, 3,400, is Jahan Dotson. Um, he was an absolute stud at Penn State. Unfortunately, he went to Washington yeah. uh, and has to play with Carson Wentz. But he's going to – he's the number two receiver there against Jacksonville to start the year. Again, we're talking volume at 3,400. He's going to be on the field almost every play. Like, it doesn't take a lot at 3,400 to hit value. So, he's a no, guy – No, it doesn't. So, even though Carson uh, – All right, guys, Canada. let's – Let's move on to tight ends. I'm not too interested in the top guys, to be honest, because we all know who those guys are. We're not talking yeah. matchups, and we really get into matchups for tight ends. But who are some guys that are super value, you think, for week one? Bigger. I'll lead off, if he's healthy, Logan Thomas for Washington. So he's tracking to play in week one. Now, this is something to definitely monitor. Um, he's coming off that knee injury last year, but they think he's going to be a go. And he gets to go against Jacksonville. Carson Wentz, we know he's not great, but he definitely utilizes tight ends. He utilized tight ends in Philly. He utilized them in Indy. He's going to utilize them in Washington. So I think Logan Thomas at, what is he, 3,200. If he's a go, I'm riding with Logan Thomas. 
All right. You're going to be next. It's Jimmy's internet just cutting. All right. Uh, if we're going way down there, uh, I think a guy that Jim kind of talked about uh, that he likes as quarterback is going to be throwing to Tommy Trimble in Carolina at tight end. Oh. Um, he's still my guy from last year. Yeah. 3,100. <laughs> On uh, the Trimble Tommy, train. Tommy Trimble, I think, is in play week one. Good Lord. We're going down low. We're not talking about anybody that's like a value. Like, well, that's fine, but there's other values that are not Tommy Tremble. Good. Yeah, I, like I could like I could see Logan Thomas ending up being a mid fifty five, you know, fifty five hundred well, type tight end. You're, you're, you're so. talking like Baker Mayfield is the guy who like plays like Mahomes. Like, no, dude, he's gonna dump the ball like fifteen yards and under all game long. Touché, so, touché. I think hey, Tommy I was all Trimble over Trimble. I was all over Trimble last year. So, I'm with yeah. you. So why right, why Jim, are we not talk about Brevin Jordan? So, I mean, I'm not going to talk about Brevin Jordan because I'm just beat the dead horse. Everyone knows that I love Brevin Jordan. He's too cheap, blah, 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 blah. But the guy that we do need to talk about, especially if you want to play some Justin Herbert stacks, is Donald Parham at 2,800. The Raiders, again, did little to nothing to address their safety issues um, and linebacking core middle of the field issues. So why is Donald Parham... You know, I get that they have Jared Jared Everett now. This is, you know, we'll see yeah, that's how my he problem. I mean, what it's his first year there. I, I don't think that Jared Everett's gonna be this like massive guy. And when but we had, see these tight ends that have all this upside year after year, guys like Jared Everett that get bounced from team to team because every coach is like, Oh, I can work with that. But in the end, yeah. he's just average. So yeah. at twenty eight hundred, I'll take a chance at Parham all day. Right. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to do that. And I think at 2,800 as well, a guy that burned a lot of people last year after having a great year in Tennessee going to New England is Johnny Smith yeah. uh, against against Miami, who doesn't again, doesn't have a great middle of the field passing defense. I know that they have Hunter Henry there but they don't really have anybody else outside of Devontae Parker. Tyquan Thornton got hurt, um, and it looks like he's going to miss some time now, which I was really thinking he was going to be a great fit for them in the red zone. But I think Jonu Smith, week one, is somebody you could take a stab at. So uh, so you're, you're, you're banking on uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia's combo offense. Uh, I mean, look, uh, <laughs> Dude, we're we're in the bottom. We're in the bottom of the bend here. I mean, I was going to talk Dude, about like I, I. My most curious thing going into the season is to see what the hell happens with the Patriots' offense. I hope right. This is like up. eight years with McDaniel's to going. You know what? We don't have an OC, and we're going to take two defensive, a defensive guy and a special teams guy, and they're going to run our offense. I like. I, I am so I interested that. in what's going to happen over there. You you took so they obviously the Patriots obviously don't give a fine fuck about Mac Jones and don't think that Mac Jones is very good because if they did, they would have invested money and went out and found some sort of half halfway decent, hired some sort of junior college offensive coordinator. (laughs) But no, Mm -hmm. we're going to let the fucking fat rocket scientist (laughs) who sticks a pencil in his ear and sticks it up his ass and Joe judge who was basically a functioning moron trying to run a team. <laughs> and we're going to let him continue to help our second-year franchise quarterback grow? Like, what are we talking about here? I, and yes, I, I after, am so interested in this storyline. Like, I, I might I watch realize. Patriots games just to see the car accident. Look, like, I, are they just going to line up in, like, 
the wishbone and run like <laughs> 40 times a game? Like, I think that they might. Two things. I, one, didn't realize already this, done was gonna it last be, year. this was going to be such a hot button issue for Jim. Like, this was a very, like, came out of left field, like, really angry about Matt Patricia there. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but uh, I appreciate it. just it. makes no sense. I really it just like makes that. no sense. From, from one of the football coaches who I respect the most, who's maybe one of the best football coaches in history, basically just said, eh, fuck it. Just let him do whatever over there. I don't really care this year. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, he, wants, maybe he wants Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Maybe he's just trying to lose as hey. many games as, oh, as they sense. can. And, yeah, it's a I sneaky mean, conspiracy theory. I think you need to That's the most that. logical thing you've said. But well, like, what, what, how does it make sense that this guy got booted out? Two coaches that were head coaches got fired. And like, nope, we're going to let them combine com- – together run the offense i'm so fired up i can't even with no offensive experience jim i love the passion on this uh like i'm gonna (laughs) we're gonna have a matt patricia weekly update so i just don't get Uh, it they're they're both matt patricia is a smart guy right like there's no beating around the bush joe judge i don't know um but like how how do they how are they like qualified or not (laughs) I don't know. I kind of became a Joe Judge fan when he just started like fist fighting an assistant coaches last year. So what's he gonna do? League. What's he gonna do? Start <laughs> punching offensive linemen when they run the wrong scheme? Yeah, you're gonna, gonna see Joe Judge. Guy. You're gonna see Joe Judge in the XFL in a couple of years, dude. Guy's just a maniac <laughs> out there, just punching and fighting people. Uh, Fuck that! You're gonna see him in NFL Europe, a league that doesn't even can, exist anymore. We all right. We, we can't even cover defense. That that was so no, good. We need to defense. end on that, yeah. please. Like I just F- love fuck. how much of a. Fuck defense. Play the cheapest possible one you can. And if and you had to ride there, all right. If you had to ride week one with one guy, you go on Matt Patricia or Najee Harris. Who's in like your your anger meter? Who's number one? <laughs> Who's up there? I, I, I'm not. I don't want anything to do with Najee Harris. So you would you would go with the, the, the with Patricia? Yeah, I'm give me the fuck. Give, give me give me the fucking. The rotund scientist <laughs> with the Dixon Ticonderoga shoved in his ear. Give me that All guy. Right. Fuck well, we have our answer. Wow. There you go. What a way to wrap up the first uh, major pot of the week of the year. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. We had a lot of pent up energy. There's a lot, a lot that happened between the end of last year, you know, week, week 20, whatever in the Super Bowl. Right, and then now there's a lot that I'm, went on. So. I'm gonna definitely try to find a sign like Matt Patricia poster for you. <laughs> Please don't. Good luck finding that. Uh, I'm gonna find it at a garage sale somewhere. I love it. All right, All right guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, keep following all of our podcasts. Vinny and Jimmy got a Niners pod. We're releasing mini pods throughout every single week. We're doing our Megapod starting week one, which will be on the 8th of September, I believe. That's Wednesday or Thursday. That's when our next major stack pod will come out for week one as we get pricing, ownership, et cetera. But we're excited for the new season. This is year three of Red Zone DFS. Jimmy's already got us up there in the profit margin quite a bit, and we're going to keep running it up. Love it. Later. Peace.